All right, pregame. Big move last week between the Raptors and the Spurs. Was it a good trade or was it a bad trade? I think it was a very good trade for both teams. Look at the Spurs. You know, you get a top 20 player in DeMar DeRozan. Excellent in the post. Great mid-range game. Extremely athletic. Averaged five assists last year. And now he's going to one of the most unselfish teams in the NBA in San Antonio. This is the best coach he's ever played for. And Pop is going to challenge him uh, in every aspect of the game. I think a couple of the things that he needs to improve on are defense, perimeter defense. You look at Pop's always prided his key player to be dominant on, on the defensive side of the ball. So look, Tim Duncan, Kawhi, uh, so David Robinson. So that's that's key for that's key for Kawhi, especially in the West. A lot of a lot of dominant guards in the West. Uh, Harden, Clay, McCollum, Jimmy Butler, Booker. You know, it's, it's going to be tough. It's going to be a tough task for the Rosen. So he definitely has to step up on, on that side of the ball. We already know what he brings offensively. He does that. I, mean, I already, I, even, I still have them in top eight in the West just because I, I feel like he will improve on that. And I feel like he also needs to improve on three point shooting. Not the best last year. Ha, have, hasn't really been a great three point shooter throughout his career. And it's not it's not like he he can't shoot like he's a he's a very good scorer he he makes highly heavily contested shots I, I don't under, I, I really I really don't know why he he doesn't really shoot that many threes but uh, well he knows his, I feel like well yeah he knows his game he knows what works for him but in order for the Spurs to continue to remain successful he needs to be able to to, to knock down that three ball it's very crucial like he like again like he averages thirty without it so. You know, just imagine if he was to implement that into his game. And, and DeRozan is a guy who also gets better every single year. So now you go into a situation in San Antonio, I feel like it's, it's perfect for him, perfect for him. And he has a lot to prove. He, You know, he wants to show Toronto that they made a mistake. And, you know, a player with that type of mindset is very scary. So I'm rooting for DeMar, and I wish nothing but success for him. And you look at Toronto – Man, Toronto, I mean, you get a top four player in the NBA when healthy and Kawhi Leonard. I think he will be healthy this year. Uh, he's going to be motivated to show people that he could carry a franchise. You know, he, he did that in 2016, the 2016, 2017 season. Throughout that year, he played great, phenomenal. 26 points was was dominant. That game one against uh, the Warriors that was one of the most dominant quarters against that team I've ever seen. I've ever seen. He was just – they couldn't stop him. They had no answer for him. So I, that, that, was, that, was a, that was a moment where I definitely felt like he, you know, he got it. He definitely could be a star. He's a, a great player in this league, top player. For him, to, for him to be that dominant against that team, and everybody was pretty much saying that they were going to get swept. And, you know, they were up by 20 in that game. So he, I feel like he could carry a franchise, and Toronto's a great city. You look at their starting five: Lowry, uh, Danny Green, Kawhi, Abaka, and Valanciunas. It's a, it's a good combination. You got you got Green, who's a, who's a who's a pretty good defender. P playing in San Antonio, you don't start in San Antonio if you don't play defense. So has championship pedigree, has a championship with Kawhi. Kawhi again. Also, that's another thing I forgot. Finals MVP. 
he has championship pedigree, pedigree as well. That's something that Toronto hasn't had, a guy with that type of experience. So now you bring that into that atmosphere, and they already won 59 games last year. Scary, very scary. I have the number two in the East. I will uh, talk about my top top eight teams in the Eastern Conference a little bit later. But, yeah, it was a great trade. It was a great trade. I'm seeing people really trying to downplay DeRozan, I guess it's because – you know, we're in the States, really don't see that many Raptor games if it's not, you know, in the playoffs or, you know, a couple of marquee games on ESPN and TNT. But he's he's great. He's a beast. And Kawhi is obviously a beast. Yes, Kawhi is better, but the Spurs weren't, weren't going to get any player of that caliber to uh, replace Kawhi and on any other team, that, and especially from the teams that were that – were, um, wanted him. Look at the Lakers. The Lakers wanted the whole team almost. Like you know, they wanted Kuzma, Ingram, Hart, and picks. I already knew Magic wasn't going to do that. Uh, Magic's extremely start, smart businessman. I knew from the jump that he wasn't going to make that deal, especially if he has a. Um, he's very confident that Kawhi will come to LA next season. We'll see. We'll see. I, I, I personally don't think they need him, but as crazy as that sounds, and I'll, I'll talk about that in the first quarter, but man, it was a good deal. It was a good deal. You look at last year's deal with, with the Pacers and the Thunder. I feel like it was a better deal than that in the beginning on the surface, obviously, because we'll see how the season, how it plays out throughout the season, whether it was a successful trade, but yeah, I feel like that deal was a lot better because DeMar is, is – it was better than Oladipo um, during that time. It's as simple as that. Like Oladipo wasn't – Oladipo's last season at OKC wasn't the same as, you know, his first year in Indiana. Like he, he struggled shooting – he struggled. He struggled. I watched a lot of OKC games. He wasn't. It wasn't the same guy. He changed his whole entire game, which is great, and I'm glad that he did because I always felt like he could be that type of player, even when he was in Indiana, the University of Indiana, and then when he went to Orlando, I thought you know he was going to be that franchise guy. It didn't work out. Took some time, but he's still very young. So that I feel like that was. I feel like, and of course, it ended up being a success for for both teams. I, I think I think this could also happen as well for the for the Spurs and the Raptors. I, it's a good chance Kawhi stays. I don't see why. And everybody's just saying it's over. He's about to leave. It's it's a wrap. People were saying the same exact thing about Paul George. No one, no OKC wasn't even a team that anybody thought about when it came to Paul George at all. I was shocked when I when I heard about that trade. I wasn't as shocked about this trade because I, I was talking to one of my, my boys, Teddy, who was talking about this in, in May. He was saying, yo, look, the, honestly, the best deal for Kawhi, I mean, for the Spurs in trading Kawhi is, you know, the Raptors. And we were talking about that in May. So, I, you know, when he when he brought it up, I kind of, you know, broke it down. I was like, hey, you know what? Yes, yeah, that is it's really the, the, the best option out there. So, it yeah, it's it's great. You know, both teams got great players. And I'm excited for the season, man. <laughs> the season's about to be so crazy. Of course, we already know who's going to win, but 
you know, it's still a lot of storylines, still, still a lot of topics, a lot of discussions that's going to be going on throughout the season. So I'm excited. NBA, hands down, is the best league in, in sports. Uh, it's, it's ran well. Uh, the players have a voice there. They have the ability to express themselves at any moment. They're not caged down like, you know, like NFL players. And that's that, that would be a, another podcast. That would be another uh, episode soon about about that. But, yeah, best league in sports, and it just continues to get better every single year. Global sport is great. All right, first quarter, of course, you know, Braun going to L.A., What's my thoughts on that? My first reaction. My first reaction was I wasn't really that shocked, to be honest. I felt like there wasn't a really there wasn't a better team out there for him to go to. Philly. I I, I see why people, you know, brought that up, but I think I think he didn't go to Philly because one, you look at who Ben Simmons is signed to. Ben Simmons is signed to LeBron's, one of LeBron's longtime friends, free agents in the Clutch Sports Group. I think a part of LeBron maybe probably felt like, you know, this is this is Simmons' team, and, you know, he could be able to run the show and definitely be that guy for Philly for obviously the next decade, which he will be. Him and Embiid will be that dynamic duo. Still need another piece, though, but... You know, it's still going to be very dominant. I felt like he probably looked at that like, you know, like, okay, that's, you know, that's Simmons over there. I, th- I feel like, you know, you know, that's, he's good. He got he got that on lock. I don't think he wanted to go to Philly and, and really try. And I, I don't want to say mess it up, but but really just, just let just, – I think he really just wanted to let Simmons, you know, be that guy. That's his guy. They have similar games. And also, you know, basketball-wise, could it have worked out? I don't know. I don't know. I don't really think it really, really worked out, you know, that great. Now, yeah, Brett Brown is there, and he was the former assistant Spurs. He was former assistant for the Spurs, so he has that same type of system where they move the ball, pass, and cut. But you know, Simmons, you in order for Simmons to improve, he needs the ball in his hands. And even though I do think LeBron is going to play a lot um, more off ball this year, I just, I just didn't see it. Now, also, uh, Simmons also needs to improve uh, shooting as well. So. It just it didn't seem it didn't seem like the right fit to me. L.A. was was the perfect choice, three reasons. One, you look at what Jeannie Bus did. Well, yeah, well, look at yeah what Jeannie Bus did when she made the decision to run the basketball side of the Lakers and the business side because you know before she was just running the business side and Jim Bus was running the ba- making the basketball decisions. It was Jim Bus and Mitch Kupchak, but now. It's, it's her and Magic and Rob Palenka. So what she did was she hired, you know, people who have a winning mentality. You know, Rob Palenka, former G, um, who's now the GM, was a former agent of Kobe Bryant. You know, one of the greatest winners in my generation for sure. And also, he knows the LA culture. He knows what LA needs in order to be successful. And also, he's again, he's he was an agent for Kobe Bryant, so he understands players. He understands um, emotions, morale. He's not like, you know, one of these GMs that may be like distant from their player, not really be vocal and let them know what's going on. Since he had, like I said, since he already has that type of connection and networking with players, I think it was a great move. And of course, Magic, one of the greatest businessmen in sports, owns the Dodgers, Magic Johnson Theater. I mean, his, his story is, is, 
is really is really amazing. So, they, so she you know so she brings in two Laker guys essentially to run the Lakers with the winning attitude, change the whole entire identity of the Lakers from the you know previous five years when Jim Buss was there. They struggled. It was bad, just weird drama. It was it was just bad for for LA. So, you know, her making that decision was a I think a very key part in LeBron coming to LA. And then also from that, how they drafted. You could you could easily say that these past two years, we'll see what happens with Wagner and I, f- I forgot the other um, the guy that they drafted. He's a shooter. He, he looks he looks dominant as well. He was killing the summer league. But last year, I, I could you, they they had the best draft. You draft Bo with the with the number two pick, and then you get Hart, and then you get Kuzma. I mean, those are three uh, ready to go potential starter player. Well, Ball and Kuzma can start, and I think Hart on another team could be a starter as well. So you, she, he, they pretty much drafted three starters in the first round. That's rare. You don't really see that. You only usually only see one, and then you and you know, and then late round picks as well. Look at Kuzma, obviously, you know, one of the biggest steals in the draft last year. And it looks like Hart could be one of those guys too. So that played a factor. Plus the young core. I mean, I feel like that's, that's the formula now for the NBA. You look, the Celtics have, the Celtics have done it. The Warriors did it. The Sixers are doing it. Like I said, like I said before, they need to add that, that big time piece to take them over the hump. We'll see what happens next summer. Um, But, it's it's getting your young core and then not just not waiting until they decide to have breakout you know a breakout season year three year four or and then having a, a playoff drought five four or five year playoff drought where they're trying to get get guys that are ready to go now get star players now and the Celtics did that when they picked up Kyrie and Gordon Hayward and paired them up with Brown Smart Tatum. Golden State did it when they drafted Clay, Draymond, and Curry, and then they brought in a, a big time free agent in KD, and that's that's propelled them to create create a dynasty. Let's remember that they were one and one before KD got there. So the, that that move that they made put them over the top. And now you look at the Lakers now have a young core: Zoe, Bi, Kuzma, Hart. Now you pair that up with LeBron, with the best player in the world, and LeBron's always been the player, always been the, the type of player to make everyone around him better. Perfect marriage, perfect marriage, and I, I felt like it was, it was great. It's gonna be weird seeing him in a Laker jersey, like I, especially growing up. You know, it was always Kobe versus LeBron. That was always a discussion in high school, who was better. I, I remember, especially when Kobe went back to back, and LeBron didn't have any championships at the time. It was, it was, there was some low moments for for uh, Le, LeBron fans. But you know, he, you know, like again, it was it was the best move for him. And you're not gonna go to a better place to finish your career. And and he also has two homes there. And also, of course, and the and the basketball off off the court as well with the movies and stuff like that. But I feel like I feel like LeBron's thinking more basketball than anything. I mean, the more successful he is on the court, all of the stuff will follow. He's already obviously successful, you know, best player in, in the NBA. So uh, it was it was perfect. It was perfect. 
What are your thoughts on Rondo, Lance, JaVale McGee, and Michael Beasley signings? Again, smart move by Magic. For one, all of those guys are on one-year deals. So once once next year comes, you know, they have they have an opportunity to get another max player to, you know, pair up with the, the core they already have, which is going to continue to make them even more dangerous. But let's just talk about right now. Look at Rondo. Let's break down every player. Look at Rondo. One of the best playmakers, one of the best point guards in my generation, one of the most all-around point guards uh, ever. Um, championship pedigree, has a ring, knows how to play with superstars, knows how to play with different type of personalities. So it, it was that's a great signing. And also he could he could challenge Lonzo, not challenge him in terms of taking his spot starting spot, which everybody in the media thinks that's what the, the signing was for. It was the it's the mentor him because they do have similar games. Rondo has improved on his three point shooting. Lonzo needs to improve on his three point shooting. Lonzo's a very good defender. A lot of people don't talk about that. He's a he's he's definitely a top five two way point guard in the NBA. I may put him five, but he's I may put him four or five. I you know I like Wall, I like Rondo, I like you know a couple Chris Paul, a couple of those guys. But he's definitely one of those. He was you look at the numbers last year. He was definitely one of the best two way point guards in the NBA. So he he just needs that. He just needs to play with that that dog, that aggressive that aggressive mentality. I think playing with Rondo, you know. Watching how Rondo prepares, him seeing that, I think that's just going to just, you know, definitely take Lonzo's game to the next level. And again, maybe two or three of those guys next year can become, or this season will become, this season coming up, could be breakout stars. I think, I think all three of them have the opportunity to do to do it. All three of them have the opportunity to do it. Um. Look at last year, they won 35 games, but Zoe and Ingram really, they missed, you know, a, a good amount of the season. You know, if they, if they play a lot, if they play those games, who knows? Who knows? A lot of the games that they, that they played that they lost were close, very close. Yes, they got swept against Golden State, but a couple of those games went in OT. And again, that, that plays into uh, the third reason that I forgot to to bring up um was luke walton has has experience with you know golden state was it was the former assistant coach there um during that 73 and 9 season when uh, steve kerr was out with the back problems they went you know they went 24 and 0 when he was there so i feel like you know he has he has those he knows the sets the way he plays, he also played under Phil Jackson. He played with Kobe, so he knows how to deal with. He he also knows how to deal with certain different type of personalities as well. And his his basketball IQ as a coach is is up there with 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 any with a lot with these with these coaches in the NBA. I really believe that. I, I watched a lot of Laker games last year because you know I, I was a I was a fan. I became a fan of of uh, of how Zoe and Kuzma played, and also Bi as well. And they move the ball extremely well. They move the ball a lot. The ball does not stick. It's not dribble, 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 then kick. It's, you know, pass and cut, make the right play. Lonzo is running the show. I feel like he's going to run the show again this season. 
So it was it was a good, you know, and 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 but you bring when you bring a guy like Rondo in there who has IQ, extreme IQ. That's that's what you need to beat Golden State. You need tough-minded guys, tough-minded playmakers, to um, on the court to to be productive. That, that's what works. He didn't have that in Cleveland. LeBron was the only playmaker. They traded Kyrie for, and, and I like it, but it's not even close. It's not even close when it comes when it comes to the level of you know player. Not 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 even not even in the same discussion, in my opinion. Yeah, they, yeah, they're both elite. They're both elite. Excuse me, they're both elite scorers, but Kyrie's definitely a better player. So, you know, you trade you trade your second best playmaker slash scorer. So yeah, he's gonna leave. Was, of course, of course. Now, what what um, the Lakers? They have multiple guys that could, that can make plays. Ingram. They put Ingram, they had Ingram play a little bit of one when Zoe was out when he got hurt the first time. You know, played extremely well. He's 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 still young, and he's also another guy that's gotten better every single year. So it's 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 great. It's great. You look at a guy when you bring in Lance. People look look at the issues that well, not issues, but you know the the little rivalry that he had with LeBron when LeBron was in Miami, and when LeBron was in Cleveland. Those 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 rivalries, and when when Lance was on the Pacers, but actually LeBron actually wanted Lance on the Cavs last year. Dan Gilbert didn't make it happen, and again, like I said, this goes back to uh, poor being being poorly ran in the front office. Cavs one of the worst front office uh, teams in the league, in my, in my opinion. Uh, Dan Gilbert, uh, just, I mean, you, you, you trade your, you let go, you, you lose your two best players in two seasons. And then the, the, the two best players that you ever drafted in Cavs history. And then those two players go to the two most uh, winning, winningest teams in NBA history, Lakers, Celtics. So, <laughs> That, that that says a lot. Now, the the silver lining and the 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 great thing that they did was was draft Colin Sexton, who I think will be a, a very good player in, in the NBA. But again, it was Brown. Brown had to get up out of there. So yeah, back to Lance. Lance is also a, a very good playmaker as well. When he's on, it it's it's tough to stop him. He's a, he's also he's also a walking bucket. Easily walking bucket, not afraid of anybody. You know, he has that New York mentality, you know, playing, you know, being from BK, playing at Lincoln. He's a dog out there too, man. So he's he's not taking anything from anybody, not scared. And that's what you need. That's what you need on your team. You need those tough-minded guys like like Rondo and Lance to pair up and met to pair up and to pair up with the young core so they can learn to have and learn the how to really win. And I think that's what obviously that's what they were lacking last year. They were lacking those, those veteran guys to kind of really teach them the way, and they had to learn on their own. I feel like they did a very good job of learning on their own, very good job. So, and then uh, bringing Javale McGee, another guy, championship mentality, won two championships with Golden State. I, I always felt like he he could he could have been like you know DeAndre Jordan. Clint Capella type of player. You know, he's very extremely athletic, can run the floor, block shots, finish around the rim. 
I don't see why he can't do that in LA. I, I thought that was I thought that would be the case in Golden State when they first got him. When they first got him, I was like, man, it's, it's gonna be a wrap. He got, of course, he got a ton of open looks, but you know, playing in Golden State, and I, he's he's, st- he's gonna get he's gonna get a ton of open looks playing for the Lakers too. Again, because of the system, and, and that's what works in the NBA, and that's what that's what creates successful dynasties. System paired with talented players. You go down the list, and and that that's that's the formula. That's a, that's another formula for for dynasties. So I, I think he's going to be motivated. I, I see I see him starting. My starting five. I think the Lakers starting five will be Zoe at the one, Ingram at the two, LeBron at the three, Kuzma at the four, and McGee at the five. Put your best put your best five out there. Those are your best five players. Uh, a shooting guard, just a, it's just a name. It's just a title. It's just a title. Put your best players out there. Golden State, they put their best players out there. Period. They they don't care about, you know, oh sh- shooting guard, but they don't care about any of that. Put Ingram, put Ingram at the two. So what? Who who's gonna who's gonna be able to guard him at the two? He's six ten. You got Lonzo six seven, Ingram six nine, LeBron six nine six eight. Kuzma six nine and McGee seven foot seven one. That's length, athleticism, from one to five. They they could be able to switch on with anybody. I feel like even McGee. And you know if you know if any of those guys get beat, you got McGee in the middle to block shots and make plays defensively, and start the break when he gets the defensive rebound. So those I mean those those three moves that that Magic does, great great moves. And then you pick up Beasley. Again, a walking bucket. Always been a walking bucket since high school days, Kansas State days. You can always get it if you need. If you need, he could give you. He could give you ten points. He could. He could go on the type of streak where he could get you ten to twelve points, and you know, in a matter of you know eight minutes. And that's that's the type of play you need when when the bench. I mean, when the starters are down, uh, resting. We get your second unit in there. You could throw the ball at him in the post, and you know that he could definitely get you a bucket. You don't have to worry about him um, not being productive on the offensive side of the ball and and playing with LeBron and playing with better players, it's going to make him better. It, it, just, it just is. It just is. So I like those moves that, that Palenka and Magic did. And yeah, they're, 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 they're going to be a great team in the Eastern Conference. They're going to be one of the top teams in the NBA. I, I definitely see that. Uh, how will Braun mesh with the young player? Yeah, I I, I, I spoke about that. He's like, yeah, he's gonna make them. He's gonna make them better. He's gonna make them better. It's, it's no no doubt about it. Off ball Braun, how many championships can LeBron win in his four years with LA? I say I say you have to get one at least. One is one is a must, especially in that city. You're the best player, and you're going to a winning city. They're gonna expect. Titles, nothing less. Of course, is his legacy already cemented? Of course, of course. But this is the this is a present moment. This is a present situation now, and right now, he has to. I mean, these four years have to have to bring a championship, at least one or two championships. If he could bring in two championships, that's a success for sure, for sure. Two championships in four years. That's big. Can he do it? A couple of things need to happen. I think in order for that 
to to occur again 2019 free agency and we'll see if we'll see what happens in golden state and how long they they stay together so i think i think that i was also another reason why lebron thought about going west he probably felt like you know they're not gonna be together for that long one of those guys are gonna leave i think kd would be the first one to leave which is why he did a similar he made he made similar contract deals to LeBron when LeBron was in Cleveland, you know, one, you know, two year deals, one year opt outs, not a lot of money, not, not, not even, it was a lot of money, but not a lot of, not, not long-term in terms of, in terms of years. Very smart, very smart on his end. So we'll see, we'll see. But I, I still think for sure within those four years, when that four year window, they could definitely win the title, definitely win the title. And, and in terms of LeBron playing off the ball, yeah, it needs to happen. That needs to happen. As you look at all the greats, you look at Kobe and Jordan later on in their career, what they did was they, they honed in on perfecting the post. And that's what you have to do. Be dominant on the block. As the league, yes, as the league is becoming more of a three-point game, what's, what's also happening is some of these guys are losing their physicality. So if you're dominant in the post, it doesn't matter how old you are. You, you could be able to still... You can be able to still get a bucket and still be very productive. Look at guys like Tim Duncan, played till he's 40 years old. Why? Because, again, because of his nickname, Mr. Fundamentals. Extremely dominant in the post. You look at guys like Zebo, guys that really can't get off the floor, not that great athletically. Why are they still dominant? The fundamentals, skills, down there, down there on the block. LeBron still has the supreme athleticism. So you match that with... Um, him honing in and continuing to get better in the post, scary, very scary. And again, like I said, the team that he's on, if you try to double, it, it's, it's really, it, you, it, you're, not, it's, you're not helping yourself if you do that because they move the ball and you got young athletes. He has a whole bunch of young athletes around him. This is the best, uh, this is the most athletic team he's been on for sure. No question about it. So if he plays off the ball, if, if you want to double LeBron, okay, well, you know, you got, you got Ingram cutting to the rim. You know he's going to see him. LeBron has high IQ. It's, they're going to be, they're going to be very good. They're going to be very good. What seed do you see the Lakers being this year in the Western Conference? My boy Chris uh, brought this question to me. Very good question. I got them third. <laughs> and I know, hey, listen, people are going to say they haven't even played yet. That's fine. But I, I'm just I'm just very confident in, in, in the moves they've made and, and, again, also how they play. And that's very key. The moves they made match with how they play. I feel they're going to be very successful. You bring LeBron on your team, you're not going to be – they're not going to be, uh, you know, six, seven, or eight in the in the West. That's not just not happening. It's not happening. I got them third. It's my top eight. <clears throat> Excuse me. Got the Warriors number one, <laughs> obviously. Uh, it's crazy. The Marcus. Um, the Rockets too. Love the Mellow deal. That was a great pickup. Mellow is not washed. I will talk about that in the second quarter. Mellow is not washed. <laughs> He's not. Third seed, Lakers. Right there. Right there, man. They're right there. Fourth seed, I got OK OKC. 
I think now their team is a lot better. They've made some very good moves. And again, uh, I'll, I'll speak on that. I got the Jazz, Spurs, Minnesota, and the Pelicans for the AFC. Got the Nuggets on the outside looking in, but they could they they can definitely um, be in be in the playoff hunt. I don't have the Trailblazers there. I mean, I mean, when you, you know, you've got the Lakers now being dominant, somebody has to go out of out of those uh, out of the top, top out of the top eight from last year. But I don't know, man. We'll see. We'll see what's up with with Portland and what happens with them because you look at DeRozan and Kyle Lowry and Masai Ujiri. Remember, they broke up that backcourt. They, you know, they broke the backcourt up. They gave them, you know, three or four years. They couldn't get it done. We'll see. We'll we'll see what's up with, with Lillard and, and McCullum, and we'll see how long that backcourt lasts, along with John Wall and Bradley Bill in Washington. But yeah, that that's my top eight, and I think I think the Lakers have a very good shot of going to Western Conference Finals. Houston's going to be tough. Golden State speaks for itself, so though I mean they have they have a shot. They have a shot. That was going to be. Those are going to be some some great playoff matchups. Great playoff matchups. So yeah, Lakers third in the West. What could Kobe teach LeBron to help dethrone Golden State? And again, yeah, it's just back to back to the post. Just back to what I was talking about earlier when he's playing off ball and and moving around. That's that's going to be the best move for him. So I think Kobe and Kobe obviously one of the greatest post players ever. That's going to be he's he's going to learn a lot. And now LeBron is a Laker now. I think you know LeBron was playing Cleveland, Miami. Of course they're boys and and they're cool. They won a ton of um, they won. I think they won two gold medals together. Played played in a ton of Olympic games. So it was never. I don't think it was ever. It was never beef. But you know I don't think Kobe ever wanted. On the outside, when he wasn't, when he wasn't, since he's now in the Lakers, you know, I don't think he wanted LeBron to, you know, learn everything. But now he's he's a Laker now, and I was listening to an interview with him and Stephen A. with Kobe and Stephen A. and he was talking. He's his family now. Anything he needs, I got him. So I, I feel like if if I don't be surprised if you see a, a workout video or, you know a workout picture with, with Kobe and LeBron and then, you know, next month or so. I definitely see that. I definitely see that occurring in the near future. All right. Uh, and then to round out the run out to first quarter to finish it up. Top five all time Lakers. Man. Uh, all right. Number one. Number one, I, I got Kobe. I got Kobe at number one. Uh, I guess you could you could say uh, it's because I'm young. I didn't really see, you know, Magic Kareem. Yeah, I didn't. So I mean, I'm just I'm just going off what <laughs> I'm just going off what I saw, and you know, these throughout my entire life, Kobe, one of the greatest Lakers ever, five championships, one two without Shaq, has more, um, you know, top three, you know, top three score all time. All, all, the, all the numbers are there. And he and in his heyday, he was a phenomenal defensive player. That, that's what a lot of people don't talk about. He was a he was a very good two way player as well. I got Kobe number one, Magic number two. I mean, speaks for itself. 
he was walking triple double after you know after you know Oscar Robinson. He was that guy, great play, great playmaker. You know, best point guard in NBA history. For number three, I got Kareem, greatest scorer ever. Probably, honestly, man, listen, I was I was watching a documentary on Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. He might be the best basketball player ever. I mean, just, just from, you look at high school, college, NBA, elite, and on every level, every single level, he was elite. Not not one drop, one multiple, one multiple national championships with UCLA. You know, they they went on like sixty game, eighty seventy, eighty game win streaks. When he was over there, won a championship in Milwaukee with big with the Big O. Then go then you go to LA and win and win win five more. You know, Skyhook unstoppable, still is unstoppable. I don't know why players don't do it. It's odd to me why players don't use the sky. Big men don't use the sky hook. But uh, I, I would if I'm if I'm six ten, six eleven. I'm calling Kareem up I'm like, yo, bro, teach me how to master the sky hook. And I'm and I'm doing it on every center I, that I that I'm in the post with all the time. But I don't know. So yeah, three. I got Kareem. Four. 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 With four. I'm gonna put. I'm gonna say Shaq. I'm gonna say Shaq just because I, I was. I, I had LeBron, but I'm a, I'm gonna put LeBron five, just because he hasn't he hasn't won yet in in LA, and I feel like in order for you to be in that and again he's still top five just because he's he was already a great player before he got there, and again his legacy is already cemented so you just you like you just can't leave him out of the top five, but he has to he has that championship he has to bring a championship to the city of LA of, of LA if he does not. Then you know he might fall out. Of, he might fall out of that top five. But Shaq, the most dominant big man in my generation, he just unstoppable, unstoppable. You throw the ball at him in the post, automatic poster, <laughs> automatic poster. You can't, you can't stop that man, bro. He just, he was Orlando days, Laker days. He was just, he was a problem. He was a problem. So yeah, I got got Shaq for. And LeBron five, and that rounds out my my top five all time Lakers. Yeah, <laughs> of course, of course, you, of course, you're gonna leave out you know Hall of Famers. It's gonna happen, especially you know for the team like LA. They've had a whole bunch of Hall of Famers for their entire existence as as a franchise. So you, of course, there's gonna be people that get left out. That happens. So second quarter, Paul George. Stays in OKC. Uh, I'm gonna say saves OKC. First reaction, happy, very happy, very happy that he stayed. It it continues to even though you know, like I said, Golden State is gonna be they're gonna win the finals, but it continues to keep the West very competitive. Just just told you guys that I have I have OKC top four in the West, and I'm happy that. That he killed, he killed the narrative of 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 Russell being a bad teammate. The media really tries to, you know, slay this guy and really try to make it seem like he's a bad guy. And and I I know he's not. He's not. A, he's not a bad guy. Just because his shot select, just because he takes a lot of shots, doesn't mean he's a bad teammate. And people try to correlate that, and that doesn't always mean the same thing. 
does not always mean the same thing. Great guy, works works extremely hard. Works extremely hard, and again, like people people try to people try to get at Russ. I was just watching an interview with Enos Cantor. Enos Cantor just said Russ was the, the greatest teammate he ever had, and he helped him improve on his game. Oladipo said the same thing. Oladipo said the, you know, playing with Russ the uh, MVP year, 41 triple-doubles, played 81 games at point guard, going up against every, all those point guards in the West. Man, listen, man. <laughs> listen, man, I, I don't understand. I don't understand the hate. I really don't. And again, they have they have a dominant they have a dominant duo with Paul George and Russell Westbrook. I'm very happy that he stayed four years, four years. So that means you know, it, I mean, it's not it, it's a good it's a long it's long term it's long term. And you know, after those four years up, he'd still be 31, 32 years old. He could definitely get another get another long term contract for a lot of money. So it, it was it was great for him. And you know, I think he really wants to to bring a, a championship to OKC. Will it happen? I don't think so. But they'll definitely be competitive, and they're not going to be a tough out. Not going to be a tough out. Love the moves that they that OKC have, have made this off season. Trading Melo, I didn't even think they were going to be able to trade Melo. Uh, I, I felt like nobody wanted to to make that deal. But you like, of course, you then then you you see Atlanta. Atlanta obviously they'll they'll take that money. They they'll take that twenty eight mil because they're really not they're not doing anything this year. So they'll you know they'll take that money and that's off the books next year. It's off the books and they're in the rebuilding stage. I was watching uh, and I got honestly it's crazy. I was watching Undisputed <laughs> and like these guys are really trying to sit there and and make an argument like oh the, the Hawks didn't want to keep Melo really like you really thought that. The Hawks wanted to keep Carmelo Anthony. Like you could already see that they're in a the rebuilding stage. Like they drafted, they drafted Trey Young. John Collins is looks like he could be a looks like he will be a star in in this league. That's their core. Of course, they're not going to be they're not going to be that good. So they may have they may be, they're going to go back into the draft again and get a couple more guys to create again that young solid core. And then we'll see later on if you know big time free agents want to play in Atlanta. We'll see. But that's what that's what they're doing, and, and again, that's the formula. Now, so, um, so yeah, I, I feel like it was a great trade. You get Dennis Schroeder, who's a who, who's 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 a very good big man. I'm uh, not big man. I'm sorry, it was a very good six man. <laughs> uh, they haven't really had a a, a real good six man. And OKC's, uh, I want to say since Waiters, and before that, you know Reggie Jackson, Raymond Felton, he resigned, but he's a, at this point in his career. I feel like he's he needs to be um, like he's he'll be dominant in, in a select amount of minutes. Like he shouldn't be getting six man minutes at this stage in his career. Like he should get a certain amount of minutes and he'll he'll be very productive and I think that's what happened this year. We got shorter there, average nineteen point six assists last year. The points will go down, obviously, but he's a very good playmaker and he's and he's very good defensively too. Like that deal. Like that deal. Like the Nerlens Noel pickup. Love the Nerlens Noel pickup. He does he has similar he has a similar skill set to Steven Adams. 
run the floor, you know, catch lobs, you know, be a dominant guy in the middle. That's that's a great pickup for them for that second unit. You resign Grant. Grant Grant's you know he's he he needs to continue working on his on on uh, threes to create floor spacing. If he could do that, I think he could definitely be a starter. He may even he may still even be a starter. I don't know. I think they might put Patterson at the four just for the floor spacing. We'll see. But he's he's improved. He's impressed me a lot. He's very good defensively. He's extremely athletic. And I see what they're doing. I see I see what OKC is doing. I see what Sam Presti is doing now. Like they want to get a bunch of uh, athletic wings, play play great defense, and and yeah, that because that's 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 how you could make it challenging for Golden State. Not not defeat them, but make it challenging to who knows. Uh, I mean, it's I don't know. I don't, it's just tough when you when you look at it and you see the like, can they win four times against that team with Cousins? I, it's tough, but I like their roster now. Their second unit last year was terrible, one of the worst second units in in the league, extremely bad. I do feel like they need to work on getting some shooters in there. Out of all the contenders. They have the worst three-point shooting. That's been their problem these past two years. Floor spacing. Russ Russ will drive, and if they double Russ, he'll dump it down to, you know, Adams for a flush or for a finish or a pick and roll, pick and roll between Adams and, and Russ. Um, whether it's whether it's a um, pocket pass or an alley, when you play good teams, that's not going to work, and that's why that's why they got clapped against the Jazz because. They didn't have the floor spacing, and they didn't move the ball at all. And I feel like, you know, people try to put that on Russ. I put so, I put a good amount of that on Russ, and I also put a good amount of that on Billy Donovan. This is Billy Donovan. In my opinion, this is Billy Donovan's last year. So you can't you can't go from the Western Conference Finals and then and then in the Western Conference Finals be up three one and lose. Then first round exit, first round exit, first round exit, threes in a row. That like, come on, like, if 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 they get if they get knocked out again in the first round, Billy Donovan is definitely out of there. And you you know you got Paul George there long term now, so now it's it's not really a question of you know will he stay, will he go. Now that 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 question is already answered. So if he if he doesn't produce on his end, it's time. I think it's time for him. You just look at the, you just look at when they play the Jazz. You just tell they got out, out coached. Like Quinn Snyder's light years better than, than Billy Donovan. Like it's not even, it's not even, it's not even close. So they need they have to improve on ball movement. The ball can't the ball can't just stay in one place. It can't just be Russ and Paul George doing ISO. But and and, and but if you're gonna and if you're gonna do that, if that's how you're gonna play. Put shooters around them so when the defense collapses, they could be able to kick it out to those shooters. So to keep to keep the defense honest, because if if I'm if I'm a team going up against them, um, for I'm sagging off Robeson, I'm sagging off Grant, and I'm I'm holding the middle down and let and I'll just let and if and I'll let, I'll let those guys beat me. If they knock that, if they're gonna knock down threes like that, like like if they knock down threes, then so be it. But they're not doing that for four games, and that's why they didn't win. And that's what they got out. They got out coached by the Jazz, and that's why they lost in those six games. So big, big year, big year for Billy Donovan. Huge year for Billy Donovan. And yeah, I mean, I, again, like I, I think I think OKC, they're still right there. 
they're still right there. And man, this this season is gonna be crazy. This season's gonna be crazy. Thinking about it, great, great. All right, that that wraps up the second quarter. Third quarter, my brother Chris and I came up with, with mostly a lot of these questions. Um, we were supposed to record this first episode together, but just you know, a lot of you know technical difficulties and audio issues. So, but we'll, we'll definitely be recording very soon and dropping a lot of episodes. That's my guy. Uh, can't can't wait. Can't wait. Third quarter, boogie boogie went where? <laughs> that's that's the day of the third quarter because it, man, I. I still can't believe this guy's on the Warriors. I'm shocked. I was shocked. Like I, I looked at my phone. I look. I'm looking on Beach Report. I'm like, I'm like, he, like what? Like this can't be real. Like I thought it was fake. Then I click on. Then I go on the app. Yeah, signs a one year deal, five point three mil. I'm just like, wow. Like this guy really, really went to Golden State. And then at first, at first, at first, I had that reaction. Right. Then. Like I really thought about it, and I was like, "Why didn't why didn't teams give him? Why didn't why didn't a lot of teams offer him a lot of money? Because you know you, you know you really didn't hear. You know th- this team was interested in in Demarcus. This season was interested in Demarcus. It was really just New Orleans. You know there was some rumors about you know maybe the Lakers possibly picking him up. I was really about it. So I was shocked. I, I was really shocked about that, and I thought about why. And then I thought about why why teams didn't want to sign him. Then you could say you could say injury, but I listened to Stephen Jackson and Matt Barnes talk about this, and I totally forgot about this. You look at Chandler Parsons, who who who, who was injured and still got a hundred million dollar contract from the Mavericks, and then like it didn't work out in Dallas, and he still got a lot of money to play for the Grizzlies and he's still been hurt. So DeMarcus is so much better than, than Chandler Parsons. So why couldn't DeMarcus get the hundred million dollar deal? He's DeMarcus is the top 10 player in the NBA. So why, why the reluctancy for Cousins, a better player, all NBA player, average 26, 13 and five before he got hurt <laughs> and, and none for, you know, for a guy like for a guy like Parsons, so it was, it was clear to me it was had nothing to do with injury, had everything to do with his his you know his in quote unquote attitude, and you, you bring up Sacramento days and how he struggled. For me, man, I just, it's just a part of growing up. Some it's going to happen sometimes when you drive 18, 19 year old kids. I mean, you can't always expect. Everybody's not going to be LeBron. Everybody's not going to be professional out the gate, straight out of high school, ready to go. It's going to take time from from a, from that from a mental standpoint. It took time. It took time for DeMarcus. He grew, got older, he matured. Team's still holding that against him. So he was like, okay, cool. So you're going to hold that? You're going to hold this against me? Watch this. And, and he made the move and went to Golden State. So... <laughs> It's crazy. I blame. I blame. I blame the rest. I blame those the NBA teams that didn't didn't give him an offer. That's who I really blame. I don't blame Golden State. I don't blame Demarcus. I blame those teams for not giving him. Uh, he deserves 
hundred million dollar contract, Achilles injury, Achilles injury or not, the best the best center in the NBA doesn't doesn't get a off doesn't get hundred million dollar offer from teams. That's crazy. That's crazy. If you if you didn't if you didn't if you didn't put his name on that and you just said top ten center doesn't get a hundred million dollar offer, even 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 despite the injury, you'll be like, nah, man, no way, no way. So that's why he made the move, and he what it's a, it's a and people are like, oh, it's not really a challenge for him. It's a cakewalk. They're, they're gonna go to the finals. Yes, <laughs> yes, you're right, but. He went to Golden State to prove that he could be a a great teammate. That's that's why he I feel like that's why he went to prove those teams wrong, to prove that he could be a teammate, he could be a very good teammate and play with stars. Because again, this is the we're in the super team era. So what's gonna happen is, you know, how how well are you gonna play with other guys? If he could show that, man. He, the, the the money will come. The money will come. I'm not really concerned about the injury. I'm not. I'm not. And of course, injuries happen all the time. But he was one for for one. He was never really an injury prone guy. And even though the Achilles is a, is a, a major major injury, look at guys like it really shortened Kobe's career. I feel like Kobe could have had a could have done a lot more in those those last five years. But you know that 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 injury uh, started. All the other injuries, the knee, the rotator cuff, all that for, for Kobe. So it's, it's, a, it's a big injury. Don't get me wrong. And he's a big man. So I get it, right? But I'm, I don't know, man. I'm still, I mean, 26, 13, and 5? Nah. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not passing that up, man. I feel like if I'm, you know, a couple of these teams, I'm throwing the bank at the Marcus Cousins. And it was smart for him too. He doesn't have to come back right away. He could, you know, he could come back relatively fresh, no rush. He could probably, they probably, he probably come, he'll probably play January, February, probably later than that, probably like April. I've he, he the, you know, I've been, I've seen some uh, workout videos of his on, on IG. May come back sooner. Who knows? If he comes back sooner. I mean, it was already a wrap, but it's, you know, it's definitely. I would love to see them how they play in the regular season. The playoffs, it's a wrap. It's a wrap. It's not even close. They're not gonna. They're not gonna. And again, they're not gonna sweep teams. It's gonna be competitive, but it's just gonna be so tough to to defeat them four times. And that's the thing. Can you can you beat them four times? And when you add a guy like the Marcus Cousins there now, don't see it. Don't see. It. That's the best star in five in NBA history. Uh, I, I dare anybody try to argue with me. That's the the best starting five in NBA history, hands down. Look at all the all NBA players they got. Look at all the, the gold medalists, all stars. It's crazy. And then you got you know gold medalists and and all star Eagle Dollar off the bench. Very 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 dominant. Second question in the third quarter: Is Draymond the greatest recruiter in sports? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like he's definitely trying to make it up to Golden State for the game five. Well, what he did in game four that led to the game five suspension. I think I think he honestly feels in his heart of hearts, you know, if he plays, 
you know, if he plays in that game or if, you know, he doesn't get suspended, they they win that they win that series. And they go back to back. So since then, since they lost, you know, there's been there's been one constant in all of these big time free agent signings that Golden State has gotten. It's been Draymond Green. So talk to KD. I mean, even though if, even though if I'm KD, there's really not that much you could you, you tell me. I mean, if I have an opportunity to go play for Golden State, I'm gonna do it. I'm definitely do it. But Draymond was talking to him, talked to Cousins. So, hey man, he's smart. He's smart. He's trying to capitalize. He's trying to capitalize on his prime years. This this is this is this is a window that that you cannot take for granted. He's he's very smart. This is a like this is a key moment. You have opportunity to get three peat, four out of five. Uh man, that's that's something. That's something. So yeah, Draymond, best best great great the best recruiter in sports, for sure. Second question. Is the clock ticking for A D in New Orleans? It's close. Yeah. If they don't make the playoffs next year, and I got them as the eighth seed, say if the Nuggets get that eighth seed or the Trailblazers surprise me and, and, and get that eighth seed, yes, it's possible that they could definitely he, – he could definitely leave and go elsewhere. And New Orleans is not, a, uh, you know, a big – they're not really – they're not a basketball city. You know, they're, they're Saint, the Saints. So – you know, will they be able to attract big time free agents? Remember, they got they got cousins in the trade, and the, and the cousins doesn't stay. So I think you know, I think AD has maybe like three years left on that five year deal that he signed. Yeah, I think he has like two two or three years left. But who knows? I mean, that may not even matter. Like if you look at Kyrie and Kawhi; they both asked for trades, and they had you know, Kawhi, uh, Kyrie had two years left on his deal, and Kawhi had one year left on his deal. So that may not even matter. If he wants out, he wants out. So it, uh, it may be, we may, we may see, he may be the next guy to, 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 to leave his current team. If they don't make the playoffs and they're not competitive, I don't see why he stays. It makes no sense to, to waste your prime years. When you're looking at all your colleagues, all your boys, all your friends having fun, playing, you know, playing together, being on other teams and, you know, you're trying to, yeah, you, you're trying to do it on your own, but it's just, that's just not the way NBA is now. It doesn't work like that now. That was the last, the era before, the era before us, that was how it was. You know, one superstar, one team, and we'll battle. We'll battle it out. It's not that way. It's not that way this time. You know, what LeBron did, what he said was, listen, man, I'm not going to have owners and GMs dictate my legacy, manifest my destiny. Can't get mad at him for that can't i can't same you, you can't do it you, you look at you look you look at all of the, the amount of scrutiny these players get when it comes to championships that's what everybody talks about rings that's 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 the number one discussion or number one argument when it comes to when we talk about all any any player in any in any sport rings so players looking at it like oh man listen like i I'm, I'm not gonna let I'm not gonna let these owners, you know, hold me down. If I have an opportunity to be a free agent and go where I want to go, I have that right. 
and honestly, who they really should thank is, is Oscar Robinson. You know, he was really one of the first, you know, big time free agents. He caught a lot of flack, especially during the, the 50s and the 60s. Just imagine the 